No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick's in the building. What's going on? More than an interesting week. Victory Tuesday, though. More than an interesting Very week. Very interesting week. <laughs> the Bulls are in disarray. Disarray. Dysfunction. Mutiny. Bro, the Bears are evening out the Bulls right now. Yeah, like, definitely. this would be unbearable if. The Bears weren't rocking like they are. Yeah, of course. Bears taking a lot of heat off that Bulls front office right now. A lot of heat. Yep. John Pax and dodging more bullets. A lot of heat. Yep. A lot of heat. Of course, yeah. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good, Dude, Give good. me a quick rundown. I'm going to pull this up, make sure we're rocking right. How yeah. you been? What's going on? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. Just, uh, you know, watch that great Bears game on Sunday, obviously. Bears looking dominant. Had a nice chill weekend. Girlfriend was out of town, so me and the daughter just kind of hung out, man. Nothing too crazy. Uh, kick back, relax. How about you? It was good. Yeah, I was chilling. Um, absolutely kicked it. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, you so you was probably really kicking it. Just kicking it, man. Didn't that's do a- didn't do anything crazy, man. Just me and her. That's what I like no, to hear. No, nothing too major. It was nice. The what did I do all weekend? I went to a comedy show that was. You know, like, comedy shows aren't supposed to be always funny like that. I think they're supposed to be funny. That's the point. No, but, like, they're, like, they're, like, <laughs> no, but, you, like, they're amateur. Yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Sometimes like, it's whack. It's sometimes, like, yeah. in other words, I went in there, my expectations weren't really that high. You right, feel me? right. So. What kind of comedy club? I don't even remember exactly what kind of comedy club it was, but no, what what kind of comedy club? Oh, it was some white folks. Okay, but there was a, there was a, <laughs> but there was a black chick in there too, I got right? You. Yep. So we went to this thing. It was called like it was some like long story short. It was like some secret comedy show type of thing where they don't tell you the location. It ended up being in like this climbing gym, but it was funny. Mad okay. props. There was All this right. one dude that was talking shit about um. His dad being a pastor. Yeah. And you know how I feel. My, my mom was a Bible thumper or is a Bible thumper. So we kind yeah. of we kind of vibed on that. It's um, each his own, man. You know, shout, yeah. shout out the Bible. Yeah, shout out the Bible. <laughs> anyway. But, all right, let's jump into it. Yeah. The Bulls are in disarray. 100%. Have I, you wouldn't even, seen... I wouldn't even. No, 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 no. They were in disarray when we talked last week. They were in dysfunction when we talked last week. This is This is something different. Have you ever seen anything like this before ever? No. Nah, no. Nah. But it makes perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm not at no point in any of these stories that have come out in the last 48 hours. And I mean, it's, it's hard to almost keep up with all of them unless you're on Twitter all day and trying to catch up with everything. Because literally something new is popping up on the feed every day. But none of it is surprising me. Yeah. None of it is surprising. We just talked about it last week. This is what happens. This is what happens. So it's it's not surprising at all. It, it, it's It's sad. But at the same time, it's almost funny. Like, I was telling you yesterday, like, this is great for us. We, we right. got material every single week because it's not going to stop. I don't even feel like we're at rock bottom yet. Like, this is this is going to continue to get worse. This guy is signed through next year, which I didn't realize last week. Um, yeah, this is, this is great. But, no, I, I've never seen anything like this. Well, they didn't even throw the interim tag on him. That's what we talked about. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah, they, they packed some plans on him being around. Yeah. This guy, oh, yeah, and he's, he's acting like he's around. This yeah, guy's man. acting like he's gonna be. He knows he's not an interim. He's not. He's not treading lightly at all. The exact opposite. Let's. Where to begin? 
Okay, right. Like that's Where what I'm like. Where, which, which part of the story? <laughs> Where do we even start? Right. So, last time we were in here, Hoiberg had just got fired. He just gotten fired. Boyland hadn't coached a game yet. It was that day when I mean, we went on on Monday because uh, he had gotten fired that day. You know, yeah, we, and we were just wanted that. to hop on, and right. we were both available to jump in here and talk some shit. So right. we're like, meet me Monday. We'll talk. We'll Let's talk break about it. Down, it Bulls. had to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yep. And you went crazy and went in. I loved it. It was. It was great. Yeah. Now, fast forward to right now, last night, the Bulls up at 11 at halftime at home against the Kings and lose by 17. Yep. And they, like, lo- they love to do this at home, too. They do. Gave up 12 threes to Klay Thompson at home, lost by 56 to the Celtics at home, and then got blown out by the Kings. And just the, maybe the worst third quarter of all time. Got outscored 63-33 in the second half. Yeah. Had 14 turnovers in the second half and 12 baskets. And they have 27 turnovers for the game. 27 turnovers for the game. <laughs> so this is where we're at. This is from last night. But let, let, let's let's well, hold on. An NBA basketball game is is 48 minutes. 48 minutes. So 27 turnovers in 48 minutes is literally more than a turnover every other minute. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's like it's, a turnover every 80 seconds. If you watch the game, it's <laughs> completely trash basketball. It's just terrible, especially in the second half. It was yeah. really really bad. Yeah. And De'Aaron Fox. He's a ball. We knew that. We knew that, but that was my – that's probably my third time watching him, and that's my first time watching him this year. Yeah. Like, I watched him a couple times last season. That was the first time I saw him for a full – Fearless. For, for a full ball game. Fearless. Up close like that where yeah. I was actually paying attention. Yep. He is a he, – he's a monster. You know me, man. I love those guys who were fearless in college, like that Kimba Walker type animal. Remember yeah. when? Remember when? Um, when Fox went up against Lonzo Ball and just absolutely crushed him in that tournament game, Kentucky versus UCLA. Uh, that yeah, that's that's what I knew. Fox right. is a player, man. He's not scared of the moment. And those guys that translates to the NF, to the NBA. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, he's a baller, man. Yeah, fearless. He, he struggled in the first half, yeah. and then he just lit us up in the T- second. Took half. over the game. Absolutely unstoppable going to the rack. Yeah. He was lightning just, quick. Lightning quick. He yeah. was just going by people. Yep. But let's go to the, let's go to the beginning, right? So like we said, last week Tuesday we shot last week Monday. That was shot Monday. Hoiberg fired Boylan in. Yeah. Boylan 2.0. So since Monday morning, let's let's give the timeline of since Monday morning what has happened with since the Since Monday morning, I'm going to go through it right now. Yep. He's fired on Monday. They have a full like they have, they have a full Boylan practice. Yeah. Full Boylan practice Monday. They're at the Pacers Tuesday for Boylan's first game. Yep. Bulls play hard, lose a close game in Indianapolis. Wednesday, full two-and-a-half-hour practice. Yep. Thursday, full practice. Well, we don't know that yet. So let's No, no, no. That was, that's just in writing. Did, did we know that at that point in time, though? Well, this, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think we I, learned about that afterwards. Okay, well, either way, right. this, is, this is the whole time. Right, right, right. Monday, there's a practice as soon as he gets hired. Tuesday, they have a game. Yeah. They play hard against the Pacers and lose. Wednesday, they have a full practice. Thursday, they have a full practice. And not just any practice. Push-ups. And these are... Suicides. Yeah. Yes. Football and practice. Because coming out of the game Tuesday, yeah, he was like, they're out of shape. Yeah. So against the Pacers, they end up they end up losing a close game. They did kind of trail off at the end of the ball game and lost. Boylan comes out and says, they're out of shape. I want them to get in shape. They're going to be running, et cetera, et cetera. Some old school Hoosiers type get on the line and you're running sprints, yeah. right? We're going to get in shape. Right. Wednesday, full practice. Thursday, full practice. 
Friday a game at home against Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is one of the better teams in the West. Definitely. And in the and in the league. In the league for and, that matter. And we yeah. win. And we win. Yeah. They play hard. Everything's looking. Hey, this is great. Yeah. Saturday we have a back to back. And this is when it starts to get a little hairy. We lose by 56. 56. 56. 56. To the Celtics. 133-77. Count it. And then all hell breaks loose. And then we're going to talk about what happens after yeah. this. They lose by 56. But it looks it, it looks worse than it could have been because he pulls the starters three minutes into the second half. And they don't play the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, he pulled him in the first quarter, too. Yeah. When they went down 17 nothing, Pulled all five Pulled all five out, yeah. And then does the same thing in the second half and never puts them in. Right. They were down 24 points at halftime. Mm-hmm. This is, I think it all, it all goes haywire, at least for the players and Boylan. Yeah. For me, after the game when he starts talking about why he pulled them out and pulling out all five. And he let us lose by 56 points to prove a point to the starters that he didn't appreciate their effort or what have you. He he started puffing his chest out at that point, right? right. He, yeah. So for me, if he wasn't already losing the boys when, when he's making them do push-ups and shit like that. Yeah. When the game ends and you're in the presser and the reporters ask you, why did you pull out all five starters? Yep. And he says, he got to a point where he said, I might have been doing them a favor. They were embarrassing themselves. Yeah. Like I was trying to get them the, off the floor. The, the play to, was embarrassing. The play was embarrassing. Yeah. So I think I was doing them a favor by removing, by them, removing them from the game. Yeah. Then he went on to say. Popovich pulls off five people off the floor all the time. And nobody, nobody says anything, says anything to them. Right. This is now, <laughs> this is when he's lost me. Com- com- he's lost for everybody. Sure. Yeah. And he's lost everybody at right. this point. First off, don't ever put yourself in the same sense as Popovich. Never. I don't I don't care if you coach with him or not. Yeah. Just you cannot do that. Right. And second, if you want to man to man. Forget about me playing in the NBA. Forget about me making $80 million. Right. Forget about all that. You're never going to embarrass. If you want to you wanna have a conflict with another male, embarrass them, try to make them look bad, and disrespect them in front of everybody. Yeah. And you're just, it's just never going to end good. Never. And when you pull them off the floor on two different occasions, you're embarrassing them. You're trying to embarrass them. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Well, especially when you haven't earned that level of respect yet. And then, like you said, you back it up with a statement saying, well, Popovich does it all the time. Like, yo, bro, you are not Greg Popovich. Like, not by a long shot. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter if you know him. It doesn't matter if he was your roommate. It doesn't matter if he's your brother, uncle, whatever it is. You are not him. You don't have that kind of weight. You haven't been able to make that kind of – and then and then to talk about it the way you did, right? I think it's one thing to do it. It's the fact that he doubled down on it in the press conference afterwards. Right. And, and has pretty much in every opportunity since. Right. He hasn't backtracked it at all. And even like if he doesn't fully believe that to even be like, you know what? Hey, maybe that wasn't the right way to go about it. I was trying to prove a point. But, 
you know, whatever, whatever. He he's really doubled down at like, no, I this is what I was trying to do. I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing. Whatever. You know, he didn't even try to make a basketball argument for it. It wasn't like, hey, I thought that these five guys might have right. given us a better combination to win. It was just straight up like, no, it was embarrassing. So I had so to I yanked it. everybody. So I yanked everyone and didn't let, put it let, in. I'm, a, I'm in charge now. So I'm going to let us get blown out by yep. the, our our worst loss in club history. Yeah. At home. At home. Yep. To, to do what exactly? Yeah. I don't know. If, if is this is is this your style of coaching? Apparently, so, yeah. So, in in your first two games, we play hard against a Pacers team who's solid. Yep. I don't. I mean, I'm obviously not at practice, but you have two grueling practices. Then we play Friday. We win. We beat Oklahoma City. Yeah. We're down 24 at half to Boston. That's a bad look, but okay. Then we start the second half. You pull all the so. We start to we start to get roughed up a little bit. You just try to embed. This is this is that's your style of coaching. Well, you it, well we we all know how this actually happens, though, right? What do you mean? This is what happens when you get hired, and the team president tells you, "I want the team to play harder. I want the team to play tougher. And no matter what you do, we got your back." Oh, you're playing three and four. That's fine. Run as many practices as you want to. Bring them in on Sunday after a back to back. Which is like a no no in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows that. It's just one of those things. They don't, you don't practice after a back to back. Like I get that he wants to prove a point. He wants to put his stamp on the team. He wants the team to play tougher. Obviously they do need to play tougher, but that's not the way to go about it. Especially again, when you don't have the weight behind your name to make it go like that. You're Jim Boylan. You're not Greg Popovich. You, you haven't been a, you've been a head coach for three games. Three games at that point. You're one and two. So, you know what I mean? You you don't really have the power to do that. But you do when you're enabled. You know what I mean? And that 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 came down from up top. We can't say it enough. If it's coming down, from, if your boss tells you, hey, man, you can go do whatever the fuck you want to. You can treat your employees however you want to. And it's all good. We're going to have your back no matter what. What do you think you're going to do? You're going to do whatever you want to. You're going to feel like you have to do whatever you want to. You're going to feel like you have to go harder than you even need to. Because that's what they told you to do, and you're trying to keep your job. He's trying to survive like everybody else. Jim Boylan wants to keep a job. So they well, tell where, him, is, make him, where is that ever a good idea, though? Where is anything they do? Is what, what, Why are we still trying to apply logic to this situation? <laughs> that's what, that's, that, that, you know what I told you? Is that where we're like, going wrong at? Right, what, yeah, that's why I was laughing about it yesterday. I said, like, this is going to be great. Like, as a fan, do I want to be upset? Absolutely. But this, not, this isn't a logical situation anymore. This isn't a logical situation at all. I mean, look at the history. That article that we that we read, it talks about. This has been going on for years. He choked a coach. The Luol Ding situation. I forgot. It was in so much shit. No, I'm going to read I that I forgot passage. about the situation. I forgot yes. about all the stuff that's going on. So much, man. Firing coaches on Christmas Eve. It's just nuts. So, so then, you, you, you're empowered. So then he has a two-hour practice scheduled for Sunday after the blowout. Yeah. Players are flat out like we're not coming. We're to not that coming. Shit. We're not coming for that. Right. Certain players. Certain players. And we know who it was. Yeah. Without a doubt. Right. I mean, you know what happened in that situation. I mean, it's almost everyone. No. Nah. Do we have the list? Who that is was the Holiday list? and Levine? Okay. It was Holiday and Levine in a group message with the younger players. Yeah. That we know, right? Yeah. Um, 
And who stopped it was Robin Lopez. Yeah, Laurie and Robin were like, we don't know. No, well, Robin, Le- Robin. Well, Levine and Holiday were like, we're not going to, we're, we're, we're just not, not going to show up yeah, to that facility. Up, yeah. We're all going to link. And then once people start asking where we are, we're going to be like, we're not, we're not coming in to practice on Sunday after a back to back. If Robin Lopez wasn't on this team, this situation would have spiraled way out of control. Here's why. He's the only person who's level-headed enough to know that, like, you just don't not show up to work. Like, you have to show up if you're scheduled to go to work, right? right? So they were all planning that. He wasn't – They it came out. He wasn't on the initial text. They knew. So Holiday and all them trying to get the younger guys. Okay, don't throw – Rollo going to try to talk some sense. Right, yeah, Rollo's going to try to talk some sense. So <laughs> they're trying to rally up the young guys. Like, yo, Wendell, Lori, like, if you guys are in it with us, like, it's really going to mean something because you guys are the young foundational pieces, right? But if you're Lori Markinen and Wendell Carter – if you're Laurie Markkinen, who do you think has been mentoring him the past two years? Probably Robin Lopez, right? Yeah. Another big man. Who do you think has been Rindel, more, uh, mentoring Wendell Carter this year? Yeah. Robin Lopez, right? So, obviously, they're going to check in with Robin and be like, hey, man, this is what's going on in the group text. They're trying to not show up. Rolo's like, no, that's not how you do things. We're showing up, and that puts an end to that. Zach Levine and Justin Holiday were trying to have a full-on mutiny go on, and Robin Lopez put a stop to it. That's for sure. You can, if you read it, it that, that's what it yeah. reads like. You know what I mean? There are certain players on one side. And who else? Because if you look at it, who else has weight in that locker room? Everybody else is a young player or Zach Levine Archie. got all the weight. Zach Levine's got all the weight. Holiday's been propelled to this status that I've been talking about forever where he has the greenest light in the world. So now he has the green light to cancel practice and, well, <laughs> and shit like that. Right? He's just a, he's a, I mean, he's a veteran guy on that team. Sure. Because he's been in the league a lot longer than most of those guys. Because he gets to shoot whenever he wants to, right. and it's great, yeah. But no one's standing up to Robin Lopez in that locker room. I mean, he's not like he's a strong, aggressive guy, but, like, he's got that real veteran, like, yo, I've actually been in the league. I've played with a lot of different players. I've been on a lot of different teams. Levine, you might have the money, but you don't have the, you know what I mean, the experience like I do. So if they didn't have Lopez, the situation would still be going on. It would have been a lot worse. Can you imagine if they didn't show up to the facility? Yeah. That shit would have been a nightmare. That's what would have happened without Lopez. It's, I mean, it's already bad, but that yeah. would have just looked really, really, really bad. Really bad. The, the, the Bulls did not show up to practice on Sunday. Like, Boylan scheduled to practice and nobody came. Yeah. That's the headline. Yep. That, that would have been yep. some shit like you never seen before, right? Yeah. So, the reason... Let's rewind a little bit more. The reason Paxson got rid of Hoiberg is because he didn't like the energy. He didn't like, uh, you know, the culture. And he didn't feel like they were playing hard. Or his style of basketball is basically how he put it. He didn't like how they were playing ball. He talks about the Bulls and how they should play ball in the culture, right? Shout out SB Nation Ricky. Ricky O'Donnell. He had a, he dropped an awesome article. Yeah. Um. Basically, I can't remember what it's called, but he basically says that John Paxson needs to relieve himself of his duties. He needs to quit, basically. And what I pulled, the my the biggest thing for me out of the article was the Paxson and talking about culture for the Bulls. But SB Nation Ricky, Ricky O'Donnell pointed out that the culture for the Bulls is garbage. There's no like, yeah, it's terrible. What culture are you talking about? Like, the culture we have and that you've installed is a bunch of bullshit. He goes, and I quote uh, Ricky O'Donnell, SB Nation, Paxson loves to talk about culture. 
When the team added Doug Collins to its front office at the start of last year, he explained his own role like this. My responsibility a lot my responsibilities lie mostly in defining the culture of what we do every day. Let's talk about the Bulls under John Paxson. Bulls culture is assaulting your own head coach in the locker room. That's Paxson choking Vinny Del Negro. Bulls culture is misdiagnosing Luol Dang's injury and then questioning his toughness in the media when he was physically incapable to play. They, we all know, they ran Luol Dang. Luol Dang was playing the most minutes in the league. Oh, didn't, for, he a, didn't he get a spinal tap or some shit? Like, year yeah. after year after year, he was playing the most minutes in the league. He was legitimately hurt. Paxson and those boys came out and were like, yeah, basically threw Dang under the bus that he was basically soft and he, he could be playing per se. The Bulls culture is creating a toxic locker room with riffs so pronounced they had to be settled on Instagram. That's um, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade versus Rondo and the younger guys. That was incredible. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. That, that was got, two years ago. It seems like it was 10 years ago. So much shit has happened. Right. That got aired out. Bulls culture is one teammate punching another in the face and blaming the victim. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't like Miritich at the time. And yeah, Bobby. I, I think that's defensible. Yeah, I think you can argue that one. But they did, they did, but they did shun Miritich. They, they did shun. Miritich they shun Miritich. Yeah, they're he, like, yo, that was your fault. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're they a did. Hoe. They did. He should have stole. They off did. Him. Agree or disagree? They 100 percent did. But the other part, the other parts of that is, I don't know. Like Bobby, the the culture like brings that type of stuff on. There was all types of dysfunction in the locker room. There was no control going on. Horberg had yeah, no control zero over control, anything. Yeah. So Portis is out here hitting, hitting, punching his teammates in the face. Bobby Portis, his second year in the league. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's not like Mike, when Mike hit Steve Kerr like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. not, it's a lot. I think different. It was his third year, but yeah, right. Okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Bulls culture is spying on your own team. Shout out Randy Brown. Or the remember? Do you ever heard the story about the the, the fan? No. Someone went into, uh, man, I forget where I heard this. Someone went into, I believe it was Thibodeau's office or the Bulls assistant coach's office to, like, ask them some questions, right? Yeah. And before the dude started talking, the assistant coach turned on the fan and turned it all the way up. It was like someone might be listening. Oh, like, yo, you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thought the offices were bugged. (laughs) Shout out Randy. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. But it's all yeah. known Randy Brown was a spy. Randy Brown was was an inside snitch forever. No doubt. A known snitch. Known snitch. Who had no basketball value to the team but was employed by the team only to spy on what was going on inside of the locker room yeah. and in practice and wherever guard packs couldn't be. Wait, that, that fan story is amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. like some movie shit. It's some movie shit. This is where we are. That's what I'm saying. Nothing's surprising. There's no more. You cannot apply logic or reason or rationale to the situation at all. Bulls culture is the classless letter the organization sent out after firing Tom Thibodeau. When they didn't mention his Coach of the Year award. Yeah, didn't do anything. Didn't me- yeah. Barely mentioned any of his accomplishments. Yeah. Like, none of it. No, it was very quick. Yeah, it was like, thanks. Uh, thanks, you can leave since you don't want to communicate with us. We, we feel like communication should be should be flowing throughout the coaching staff, through ownership, through the front office. You don't want to abide by that. Yeah. Here's the door type of thing. So that was the that was the biggest thing I pulled out of that Ricky O'Donnell article. It was a great article. Um but hold on, let's let's Yeah. 
let's go back to that Randy Brown thing real quick because yeah. like for some people who don't know, um, like the Randy Brown was an assistant coach for the Bulls up until what last week, last yeah, Tuesday, like two weeks ago or something. Um, and was known to be a snitch for guard packs, right? Like the during the Thibodeau area era, everything that got out yeah. was through Randy Brown. Everybody knew that. Players knew it. Coaches knew it. Was like a direct line to so guard packs. If I want to know exactly what's going on, that yeah. was Randy Brown's job. Yep. Like, what did hey, Randy, what's going say? on? What do you say in the locker room about us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What was practice like today? Tell us what we need to know. What are the meetings like? So the fact that, and like, it was known for years, and he was still employed for years after people knew that. It's not like we just learned this last yeah. week when he was fired, right? Well, Randy knew how to keep a job. He yeah. said, yo, you know whose side I have to keep? You know whose side I have to be on to, to have a, a yeah. job locked in? Garpacks. Garpacks. Because they're on Jerry's side. Yeah, because they're untouchable. So yeah, if I get with them and I'm, I, I get in bed with them, I'm always going to be around. Uh, my boy Jimmy Zercher, he said, fish rots from the head. Boylan's a symptom, not the cause. Got to get rid of packs in this offseason and clean house. Period. Period and a discussion. Period and a discussion. It's over with. It's over with. And, and we, we've been saying it, but you know what? That's not going to happen. Said it last week. I'll say it again this week. I told you two years ago when we first started doing this podcast. I got no problem with the rebuild. I got a problem with who's leading it. This is where we're at. So at the end of the day, the is, ceiling's not the roof. <laughs> is Boylan just too extreme for the NBA? Period. He might not. He he might be an extreme coach, but I'm telling you, I think he's more extreme because they've told him to be extreme. It's almost like he's going the extra mile. It's like, I want to prove to guard packs that I can be tough, so I am going to have a practice at the end of a back-to-back. So the answer to that question is no. He's probably not too extreme for the NBA. He's probably like a Thibodeau or whatever, any other hard-ass coach. There's plenty of them. But he's going that extra mile right now because the number one thing they told him to do was make this team tougher. So he's trying to impress. Look, coach, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having them doing two-and-a-half-hour practices. We're running sprints. We're not even playing basketball. We're doing push-ups. This is boot camp. Right. So, no, I don't think – but he's not going to last. I mean, he's already lost his team. Because now anything he does, anytime he, like – even when he actually needs to ratchet it up and, like, you know, really get on them, they'll immediately question him. Well, I mean, you can see that at the end of the game, towards the Kings game last night, he was trying to stop and talk to people. It just doesn't – it's just yeah. like – When you walk into a new situation as the leader, like, you really got to approach it the right way, because you only get one chance to Boylan get those people. Should have called Matt Nagy. Probably should have. Yeah. You ever got like a new boss at a job, and it's like, yo, instantly from the if, from the jump, if you don't fuck with that person, it it goes. You it takes a long time, if ever, before you will. It's the same thing. They don't fuck with them. He came in hard ass. They're not going. These aren't those type of players to begin with. You don't got junkyard dogs in there. You don't got Jimmy Butlers and things. You got some guys that have been paid. You know what I mean? And some guys are like the high pedigree guys, you know, high draft picks. Whatever, man. Stupid. It's the fucking bulls. Now, I tweeted this last night. Pinned it to my profile. I'm going to leave it there until he's fired. The only recourse we had is we have to stop going to the games, bro. Everybody. Yeah. I know we're not going. Everybody needs to stop going to Bulls games. The only way Gar Pax gets removed is if Reinsdorf feels like he's missing out on cash. 
pure point blank period. Every single year, we lead the league in attendance, yeah. no matter what. We've, it's been that way. It's been that way forever. I believe we're also, like, percentage-wise, the most profitable franchise in the NBA. Stop going to the games. Stop. It's not, not going to happen. Stop buying Bulls t-shirts. Stop with that shit until he's out, bro. That's the only way. That's the only thing we can do, period. You want to know how fast that, that they'll fire the motherfuckers if the, the, he starts looking at the United Center and there's 13,000 people? Oh, yeah, there? of course. You want to know how fast they'd fire him? Because that's going to cost them a center fielder. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's not even being funny. Like, dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> it's money out of his pocket for other shit that it's, he wants to do. Yes. He has two, he, he has two sports franchises. So, yeah, for sure. And one of them doesn't make money. We have one of the biggest buildings <laughs> in the league, and we fill it yeah, every, every night. Every night. And our uniforms are all over the place. We sell jersey. It doesn't matter who we have playing. We fill up the Remember building. Remember after the Jordan years, those sellout streaks still kept going on? It was a sellout streak lasted like seven years after Jordan had left. Even when we were rock bottom, we were selling out. It's we had Tim we, Floyd, we were selling out. It's the only They know that. It's the only thing we flaw. Our loyalty is too strong as Chicago sports fans. Yeah. Like, hey, look, he looks at the Cubs situation. He knows you don't got to win in Chicago. You don't got to win in Chicago. Cubs didn't win for 108 years. You don't got to win in Chicago. Yeah, that's a good Make point. Make sure the city loves you. Be the show. No, the Bears have been, we love the Bears right now. They've been riding off 86 since 86, 85. Yeah, 85, 86, yeah. Yeah, been riding off 85 since 85. We know that. We still talk about it like it was last week. Yeah, I agree. But so, I think football's a little different to where people the, the United States just loves football, right? The United States loves basketball right now. Yeah, but not like football. Not like football, but if you look at And there's only 8 games. As far as rising popularity, basketball is soaring. There's only 8 games though. True? Yeah. And <laughs> as we've talked about Chicago's a Bears town, yeah. first and foremost, right? Definitely. Americans love football. So, like, I can understand them going to a bad football team. But m Wednesday night? Monday? We're selling out Tuesday games. People are going, Tuesday man. Night, this is a major city. Listen, bro. People Tuesday will night against whoever. The United Center is jammed. People will always go to the United Center. It not happen anymore, though. You got the that, business like, people. Sunday the tickets are going to sell, bro. Soldier, I get the why tickets people, are gonna sell. I get why you can go you can go to a Bears game when they're bad. I get that part. But th this us selling out the United Center every fucking game, twenty thousand every single week, week in, week out, day in, day out, it has to stop. Yeah. And that's the only reason anything's ever gonna change. Period. Stop going. That's it. That's the answer. That's the key. You don't want to get lung cancer? Stop smoking. Not going to happen. You want to see guard packs get fired? Stop going stop to the going games. To the games. It's not going to happen. You don't think it's you don't they think that's know, No, they know that's not going to happen. They know. I just told you. They, 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 don't you remember the year they went? Was it 15 games? Whatever it was. Come on, man. They've been selling out. They'll sell out every year. They'd have to be bad for like 10 to 12 years before they start seeing that. Those tickets are sold. Those season tickets are sold. Those packages are sold. I mean, I don't know the numbers on how many are season tickets and how many aren't. It doesn't matter. They're sold. It's Chicago. It's the United Center. It's the Bulls. So you don't think you think 
You, we're not in Milwaukee. You know that. We're not you, in Orlando. You know that's the answer, but you just say it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No, that's obviously the answer. Yeah, when ticket sales start hurting, you look at everybody. That's when you really look at the team president. But that's not going to happen. And he'll just, you know what he'll look, he'll point to packs and is going to say, look at all those years in a row that we were in the playoffs. We were in the playoffs, what was it, like eight straight years? We got you playoff revenue for eight straight years. Trust us. Reinsdorf loves that guy, man. He trusts him. He's loyal. He will not. You just read in the article. That's what the first part was. He tried to resign, and Reinsdorf told him no. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. Can't do it. This is the mafia. When you're in, you're in. I'm very confident. Kenny Williams, John Paxson, my sons. He loves them more than he loves Michael. Yeah. Reinsdorf. They're not going anywhere. Strap up. You just got to hope. You got to hope that the right shit just happens for us. Like we continue to lose games and we like get Zion. Like some lottery shit? Yeah. That, yeah. Like, how did they luck into that? Didn't we have a .8 chance of getting the number one pick? Some, it was less than we 1%. Had, it was less than 1%. We had the lowest chance. We we're 33 and 49. Don't quote me on less than 1%, but it was the very, No, was, quote we me on, it was .8. It was .8. Okay, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry, 1.3. Something like 1.3%. Yeah, we, we had the least, we had the, yeah, the less We were 33 and 49 that year. Yeah. Going into that draft. Um, so, and we lucked up and got Derrick Rose and it bought them another chance. That's what they keep doing. Just find another chance. You know what's going to happen? We're going to luck up and get Zion or RJ or some shit like that and get them another chance. It's like, oh, you can't fire us now. I got four years of Zion. Let us build. We got Zion and Lori Marketing. That's, that's what this got us. But they'll probably find a way to fuck that up. Stop too. going to the games. That's the answer. Where do they go from here? They play uh, Wednesday. Thursday, I'm sorry. Cool. At Orlando on Thursday. I got a better solution. Here's what we can actually do. Stop watching the games. Yeah. I put it on last night and I put it off. Turn it off. I, saw, I, don't, I don't need this right now. There's better games for me to watch. I got League Pass. Yeah, see... You want to watch the development and all that, I get it. But, like, if you really want to hurt them, stop watching games. That doesn't hurt them like going, though. Yeah, no, no, of course not. But it still hurts them. It still hurts them, no doubt. You know what I mean? It's just, what's the point? I I wasn't watching the Bears, really, for a while. Yeah, that was John Fox. I was only watching the Bears so I can come here and talk about it. Those John Fox years were tough. Drew uh, Drew Castillo on the chat says the brand of the Bulls is too big for people to stop going. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's been big, dude. They're still living off that Jordan fan base. Just that logo's up, universal. Though. Wake up and do what? Don't go. That's the that's the that's the answer to all this, bro. Diehard fans might not go, but people are still gonna go. That's the brand for all this. Stop going. Any last thoughts on the Bulls before we move over to the the shining beacon of light that is the Chicago Bears? Seriously, nah, nothing left on the Bulls, man. We are where we are. Oh, one more thing. And Ricky mentioned this in the article, but I saw it when we were watching when I was watching the game. The the Kings beat us. They walk off the court and are yelling. Yeah. Uh oh. Another two and a half. That's hour probably practice. another two and a half hour practice for y'all now. The Kings. The Kings. Who, prior to the Bulls, were the symbol of organizational dysfunction in the NBA. 
The Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings. Vladi Divac Divac. and Peja Stojakovic are running the squad. Yeah. Vladi Divac, who they said does not understand the salary cap, but he's the the GM of the team. He doesn't. He writes who who they're going to pick up on on (laughs) On the the chalkboard. They take pictures pictures. of it, and they tell everybody what they're going to do. There's pictures. Like... This is who we're talking about. You know what though? Real quick, before we tear down Vladdy, that that buddy oh, Hill, that buddy Hill deal is looking decent. Buddy was buddy's out here. Buddy, but he was he wasn't that great last night. But buddy, buddy's got the torch. Yeah. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. They should have taken Luca though. Shout out Vladdy. Yeah. He got Bogdan, Bogdanovich. I rock with him. Yeah, Bogdanovich is nice. Yeah, he's nice. Um. All right, we'll leave the Bulls there. It's gonna be strap in, like you said though. It's lit for a while. The Chicago Bears did the damn thing on Sunday night. Yep. On defense, anyway. Uh-huh. 15-6. Held the Rams to – they didn't score a touchdown. Jared, that's un, that's Jared, unheard of. Jared Goff looked awful. Jared Goff looked awful. I think Gurley had, like, 13 carries. Yeah. Um. How you feeling? Great. Loved it. That was great. I, it wasn't the weather, so I didn't want to hear about that. The weather was fine. Yeah, I don't think it was thirty degrees. It was yeah. fine. It was it it, it was, was clear skies. It was the defense. Bro. We've seen weather. We've seen weather in Chicago where like that affects the game. That wasn't the weather. That was the defense. That was Khalil Mack. That was uh that that was the Bears defense, and that was a great 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 play call by Matt Nagy on the uh what did uh what did he say he called that play? Did you watch the Van Pelt San, interview? Santa Slay. The Santa Slay. Yeah, the Santa Slay play. Um, just yeah, overall, man, the defensive effort was crazy. Brought Jared Goff back down to earth. Four interceptions. Um, just balled out. Khalil Mack getting to the quarterback. Keem Hicks had a great game. Uh, just played phenomenal, man. I feel great. I love that. I, you know me. I love 15-6. I'll take that all day. Jared Goff need... was 20 of 44, 180, and four, and four NOs. Yeah. One's a throwaway NO. It's really three NOs. The one... The ones that throw away No at the end of the with the, with the little hell Mary to Eddie Jackson. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching the hell Mary, and I'm like, if this ball gets anywhere near Eddie Jackson, there is negative percent yeah, he's gonna free, knock this that down. Was a, that was a free interception. It's a free No. Free free interception. He's Eddie picking Jackson. that all yeah. day long. Yeah, he loved it. I think you laid it out perfectly in the episode before. You're like, I'm not scared of the Rams. Like that was that. Like when I when I, when I started to watch the game. Yeah, and. As it got closer to kickoff, I was like, "This Nick is dead on." Like, loved it. I'm not scared of these dudes. Like, we're in Chicago; it's gonna be loud. Like, these dudes don't really scare me like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know how the bear. Remember we talked about it last week? It opened at minus four and a half. Yeah, it went down. To three and the quick. Bears got plus. Yeah, plus. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, plus three and a half was a gift. Um. But, yeah, uh, I, I was not scared at all. From the get-go, the Bears were ready to play. Defense was playing hungry. Trubisky looked awful. Um, and it was just the same shit where, you know, the overthrows and the same things we've been talking about. Uh, I'm not going to kill him for it right now. You've heard what I thought about this already. But um, he's got to play better. But, again, Nagy's play calling was able to overcome a lot of that. Um, the Santa Slay play was awesome. But the defense, man, the defense the is The defense rabbit, rabbit dogs. The defense yeah. overcame that. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Without the D, obviously we don't win that game. But we got to play better. Offensively, he looked – if you want to be nice, call it rusty because he missed the last couple. Um, He looked 
very bad. Very bad. Every single interception he threw three was overthrown. Yeah. Um. Without a doubt, if we're gonna make any noise going forward, he has to do. He has to do better. There's no doubt about that, right? I think he needs that rhythm. Like you mean? What do you mean? He needs to just be in a rhythm. Weekly, like, consecutively, yeah, weekly, like weeks, yeah. weeks. And maybe that's why Nagy started off the season he did, like getting his completion percentage up to like seventy three percent with all those dinks and dunks and stuff. Maybe he knows this dude really needs to be in a rhythm, and I think he got hurt, missed those two games because he just looked way, way out of rhythm. I mean, he looked worse in that game than he did in some of the other games when he was overthrowing receivers. You know, it wasn't like a jittery overthrow; it was just bad. And I think in the in the post game presser, he said he might have been pressing a little bit. Yeah, like hey, I might have been pressing. Just so happy to be back out there. Yeah, big game, big situation type spot. But yeah, he looked bad, and they were all all overthrows. But I, you know what? I've seen him play well enough this year now, over enough games and enough moments that I'm 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 okay. I don't think he's gonna carry us to a Super Bowl. Right? Not right yeah. now. And I don't think we can rely on him to win the games for us to get to the Super Bowl. But I don't think he's going to necessarily be like a hindrance. Yeah. I think, like I've been saying, this is all gravy, bro. Yeah, we're good. Enjoy this. Our year is next and year. And we're playing with house money. Yeah. Our we're year playing is with house next money. Year. Yeah. Trubisky's going to have a whole full year under Nagy, a whole full offseason under Nagy. They're going to know, you know what I'm saying? They're going to know each other better. They're going to know his strengths, whatever, all that stuff. Like, this is all gravy. If he's if he starts to have games like this next year, that's what I'm a little – I'd be a See, little worried. I, I, I don't I don't like the whole our years next year thing because health is such a, such a factor in the NFL and our defense for the most part. Yeah, we've missed Khalil Mack a couple games and we've had some other injuries, but we've been pretty healthy in this defense, and that's obviously our strong point. And I don't I don't want to say I, you can't you can't assume health. We're just but I mean we have to assume health. You, well, every season it's you not go like in the NBA assuming health, right? I think the NFL is not like the NBA where you constantly look for like year to year potential. Like we're trying to get better every year. It just it, it happens. You try to the win NFL. the Super Bowl when you, you try to win the Super Bowl when you got a shot. You know, like yeah, you can look at the Rams and be like, oh yeah, it's been like a progressively getting better, but like that's not always how it happens. A lot of times, out of nowhere, and it's real quick. And like, yeah, your window maybe it is next year, but it's but like next, a two year window. Next year is still really quick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a two year window. Right. So yeah, maybe it, it, it could be, but I I don't. I, sometimes it's a one year window, man. See, you get one. Trubisky goes down game one next year, your season's over. Yes. And that's how quick it happens in the NFL. So you I mean, can't, you know, you can't. You can't say, "Hey, we're playing. We're, we're we're looking towards next year and like that." The Bears are good enough to win the Super Bowl this year with their defense, and we have to think that way. We're nine and four. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get back to that, but I think just to to kind of close out that Trubisky conversation, which is a complete 180 from where I was 12 weeks ago. Absolutely. But to close out that Trubisky conversation. I think for this year, he's going to have these games. He's going to have a game where he looks really, really good, too. I think it kind of – it just kind of depends yeah. on a lot of different well, things. Well, that's where right? we are with him, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we are with him yeah. in his first full year with a new coach and a new offense and a new team. Right. And 100%. I'm okay with that, right? That's fine. So, next year is when you want to see that he, every game. He's not like, okay, he throws, he has a bad game here or there, but he's playing ball for the for vast him. majority. For him. For him. For him, yeah. Not, not for the team, but for him, yeah, definitely. Now, let's get back to the comment you just made about 
our de- our defense is good enough to win the Super Bowl. I agree with that. Our defense is good enough, but our overall team is not good enough to go down to New Orleans or in LA and go out and win to, yeah. to the Super Bowl. True. So that that's the only problem I have with that comment. But if our def well here's the th- well I don't know though if our defense plays at the peak of its powers like it did last uh, or Sunday, um, or in some other games this year, I I, I really think it's going to be. T- I mean, dude, Dallas beat New Orleans. Where have the Bears played defense at the peak of their power? At home. Yeah. Period. I get it. See so you know what I'm saying? I get so, it. Yeah. It's at Soldier Field. You don't want to play. I'll play. Yeah. I'll play Anybody. whoever you yeah. want. Yeah. You start talking about going to New Orleans. Well, that's the one place you just don't want to go. There, it's almost impossible to win there. Yeah, it's impossible to. It it's is almost impossible, impossible. It to is win impossible there. to win there. I don't care who you are, and AFC, NFC. Yeah, go down there. It's going to be very, very hard. It's for very you to win. difficult. So, rank your teams in the NFC. Like, what do we learn about the Rams, if anything? C- can you, if you're the Rams, you just write that off. And it's like, hey, that was an OD defense. They play their ass off. Golf was a little shook. and But they're still. Yeah, no, they're still up there. Yeah. They're still definitely up there. I just think they, yeah, they ran to it. They, the, no one was beating the Bears on Sunday. So like, is it still what? Is it still Rams, Saints, Bears? Uh, Saints, man, the Saints. Or Saints, um, Rams, Bears? Probably Saints. No, I think the Bears are. I, I actually, I think it's Saints, Bears, Rams. Wow. Um, if we're talking about right now, the Seahawks, yeah, and the Cowboys, yeah, and and just take away the record, the Cowboys are on fire right now, and Seattle's on fire right now. You mock me for my Seattle you got pick. The Rams, you got the Rams behind the Bears. Yeah, I do right now. Why? Why? Because we just because we just showed that we're a better football team than them. Wow, really? Yeah, you really believe I'm, that? Yeah, I've never been, dude. So here's the thing, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm scared of the established quarterback. Nothing scares me more than the established quarterback. So when we talk about going to New Orleans, we're talking about going to play Drew Brees. That scares me. We talk about I don't give a fuck how bad the Packers are right now and how disorganized they look and how dysfunctional they look and how many Joe Philbins they have. Cut it out. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. They're huff. They are huff. But nothing terrifies me more than the established quarterback. Right? So... Goff to me, he's having a great year. He had a great year last year, but he's still Jared Goff. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, Jared Goff doesn't keep me up at night. Even though he's playing great, he's still Jared Goff. He, he's got a few more miles to go, right? Man. So that scares me. But you know who does scare me? Russ Wilson. He's done this before. Those guys scare me. Dak Prescott does not scare me, but Zeke Elliott's a monster and they seem to figure out how to play with that team. Feed Zeke. It's pretty simple, right? I don't know what took them so long, but literally yeah. feed Zeke and get run out the play way. Action, play D. <laughs> run play, yeah, yeah. Run play action, play D. Yeah. You have Zeke Elliott. He's a monster. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm not. But look I, at the Rams. But look at the Rams' two losses. At New Orleans. Yeah. And in Chicago. And in Chicago. Yeah. Everything else, they've been rolling everybody. They've been rolling people. And yeah. they low key almost beat the. They 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 were getting rolled in New Orleans and almost came back and won. I guess that game is just fresh on my mind. That yeah. uh, that the four picks against the Bears, he just looked awful. But the same argument could be made for the Bears. It's like Mitch Trubisky's not scaring anybody. No, he's he's behind Jared Goff. But it's just to see what happened. I just I, I, when they came in there, yeah, I think the Bears. We know the Bears are better than their record. 
the Rams are as good as their record, right? We know the Bears are better than the record, but you are what your record says you are. So it is what it is. But I got the Bears above. Interesting. I can't I've do, came around. I'm I can't, here. I can't do that. See, now I think the Bears are better than you think the Bears no. are. <laughs> no, the Bears are great. They're the third best team it's in the It's a toss-up there. It's a toss-up there. The third best team. I don't think it's a toss-up. I mean, you might be able to toss up the Saints and the Rams. They might be interchangeable. I and, and I think what the Rams did The to, Saints home field advantage is just too strong. And I think what the Rams did or the Saints did in Tampa Bay is good, is a is a bigger deal than people are making it. Down two scores. I know Tampa Bay's defense is shit, but they were on the road. They had been struggling for the last couple games. Yeah. They flipped it and they're like they kind of now they can they kind of have that confidence like we could come from behind on the road and win too and play yeah. a little D. Yeah, like nice, the Saints nice, are scary. They nice little squad. The Saints scared me. Yeah. Just cuz and I think they're tied with LA now on who has to go where. Yeah. Um, but scary squad. So wait, we will uh Yeah, so if we win the division, right, we get We get a game first game at home, I believe. Not a what well, we get the bye, right? No, we two teams get don't two teams get the bye? Top two teams get top the bye. Top two teams get the bye. Yeah. So that'll be the Saints and the Rams right now. So we yeah. play a wild card team, right? At home. Yeah. At home. Who are the wild cards be right now? The wild cards right now in the NFC. Hold on. Am I following me to push you to work? Oh, no, you're good. oh it'd be the, it'd be the Seahawks. Yeah. Who I'm not scared of the Seahawks coming into Soldier. It'd be the Seahawks and the and hold on. I think it's the Seahawks and the Skins. Yeah, I mean, the, the who's fighting is the Seahawks, the Redskins. Yeah, the Seahawks, the Redskins. I guess the Panthers are still in it. Yeah, it's one of them too. Yeah, I'm not scared of any of those teams at yeah. all. And not coming to Chicago, at least. I do not I would not ever want to go to Seattle, but that's not gonna happen. Um Washington Philadelphia. I hope I hope it's Washington. Yeah, bring, bring on Mark Sanchez, Josh bring on Johnson. Josh Johnson, bring on whoever you can find from the street this week. Yeah. Sanchez down forty to nothing. Yeah. I knew I should have picked that game. Too. I know, because that's the type of game that the Giants will win forty to nothing. Yo, like that's the most Giants shit yes. of all time. For those who don't know, <laughs> me and Nick the Quick are in a pick with a bunch of the homies. And that was such a layup. We were talking about picking the Giants for the W to get to, you know what I'm saying, to keep moving up in the standings. But no one did, and it was a wrap. It was <laughs> Mark Sanchez playing quarterback. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's an automatic that go, against, go the other nothing. way. We play uh, Green Bay. Yep. That's this week, yeah? Mm, is that the next game? Yeah. 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 And remember Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, we, we, we do pretty well against them. Yeah. He was talking all that shit. He's going to run the table. Yeah, yeah. I hope they come in and get and we mash them. They suck. No <laughs> yeah. one's – no. I don't know yeah. why anyone can't say that. They do suck. No they don't, No one says that, though. The, the Green Bay Packers are ass. Yeah, they're a bad football team. And you know who's even worse? That they just beat Atlanta. Yeah, Ass. Atlanta's been trash. They're hurt. I get it, but no, they're whack. They're hurt from being being up twenty one to three. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they come in next week. I want to mash them, and I think we have a very, very good chance to do that. And I want to see Mitch get back right. Yeah. You want to go over these contracts real quick? Yeah. Let's. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna close out the show with a fun segment yep. because. Ricky in the SB Nation, Ricky O'Donnell, SB Nation, that dropped the great John Paxson needs to resign article today. Go check that out if you haven't. Mentioned that the Bulls signing, Paxson signing Dwayne Wade 
was the worst contract in Chicago sports history. Which, not, even, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. I got some <laughs> like, good ones. We can't support that, right? I got, I got some winners. We, me and Nick the Quick did some digging off off top. My first, my first person that yeah, first we'll, jumped we'll to mind to who, me. Who we got? Who we came to mind first? So yeah. when I when I was reading the article and then I talked to you about it before we start, the worst contract in Chicago sports history for me was Ben Wallace. Four years, sixty million. Four years, sixty million, and it lasted one year. That was okay, and the rest of it was complete garbage. So, didn't we sign him to be the Shaq stopper? That was the year that that, that was when the Heat had Shaq and Dwayne Wade, and we signed him because we thought that we could go up against Shaq that year in the Eastern Conference Finals. We had Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, all those guys, right? Isn't that when yeah. we brought Ben uh, Ben Wallace into the fold? Yeah, that was right when Kirk and those boys came on and they were balling. They tried to tell us he was underused offensively in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that boy yeah. had no offensive skills. No, no offensive skills whatsoever. To speak of. Was he like a 40% free throw shooter or something? It was something crazy. He's he. I think to this day he's the worst free throw shooter in, in NBA, NBA history. history, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ben yeah. Wallace. And we wouldn't let him wear the headband because the Bulls have a no head. Yeah. More Bulls stuff. Bulls have a no headband Yo. rule. <laughs> Yo, if you didn't know that, is that still in effect? I think that's still. No, no, no. I think. Yeah, that's still in effect. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still in effect. Yeah. The Bulls have. Th- that's the more Bulls bullshit. More bullshit. No headband. The Bulls have a no headband policy. Ben Wallace, we just signed our big ticket free agent. Worn a headband his whole career. Whole career. Every From, from the beginning of time. Yeah. He's like, bruh. I'm wearing a headband, bro. This is what yeah, I do. That's what I do. And they're like, they try to give him a hard time. Yeah. Like that's 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 Chicago Bulls organization type shit. Give him sixty you. million, take his headband. Sixty million, take your headband. So my first contract that came up only because of the 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 sheer ridiculousness of the length of it was eight years, one hundred thirty six million for your boy Fonzo <laughs> Alfonso Soriano. So you know the story with that contract um, that I heard is apparently like Fonzo and his people wanted you know it's a six year deal. I want to say Fonzo is Scott Boris. No, it wasn't Scott it Boris. Wasn't? I looked it up. It was some some other dude. Okay. I right. looked it up before we talked about this. I thought yeah. it was Scott Boris. So apparently Fonzo and his people were seeking a six-year deal. And Jim Hendry insisted on it being an eight-year contract. And the rest is history. I mean, Fonzo yeah. was on the Cubs forever. Then they finally just gave him away to the Yankees for nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Where, I think he might have went to Washington, the Nationals. Was, oh, yeah, it was. the no, yeah. no, didn't he come from the Nationals? No, he came from the Yankees, didn't he? No, he went. I thought. Hold on, let's look it up. Didn't he go Yankees, Nationals, then Cubs? I don't know exactly. Hold on, Alfonso. Alfonso Soriano was great, though, man. He didn't give a fuck. Alfonso Soriano is a legend. <laughs> He's a legend, bro. <laughs> he used to be in the outfield, not giving a fuck. Loved Alfonso Soriano. Remember the hop, dude. <laughs> hold on, let me Where where was Fonzo at? (laughs) That's right. No, he came from the Nationals. He came from the Nationals. He went Yankees, Rangers, Nationals, Cubs, Yankees. Yankees, yeah. Back to the Yankees, yeah. Um, eight years, one hundred thirty-six million. Alfonso Soriano (laughs) was one of the most naturally talented dudes I'd ever seen. Yeah, crazy athlete. Crazy bat. Yeah. Bat was nuts. He yeah. used to swing this big ass bat. Yeah, he had a huge bat. Huge, <laughs> heavy huge bat. bat. Yeah, and he was just so so naturally talented at the plate. Defense was horrendous. Horrendous. It never got better. Didn't try. He didn't care. It did not. He was care. making too much money to care, 
And he was just like a happy-go-lucky dude. He was always happy in the outfit. Always happy. Whenever they interviewed him, he was happy. Yeah, yeah. they always always happy. He had made it, bro. Yeah, he made it. He was the definition of, I I made it, (laughs) I made it. $136 I I, I hit the... I I raked my whole life. I got signed for a big deal. Now they want me to play outfield in the NL. Fine. Yeah, wasn't he a shortstop or some shit? Yeah, he was like, I'll play outfield. Chicago, sure. That's a great city. Cool. It's a great town. You got bars. It's great. Don't trip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I wonder what Fonzo's up to right now, man. Shout out so, to Fonzo Soriano. It's so funny because when I was doing the prep for this show, we talked like Fonzo. We were just yeah. talking about Fonzo. And all these people come up where, like, I remember, like, I love them. And they yeah. weren't that, like, that's a bad deal. No, it's terrible But I deal. loved Fonzo. Loved Fonzo. Like, I couldn't say a bad thing about Fonzo. In that article that Ricky wrote, he, Ty, Tyrus Thomas's name came up. Yeah, Tyrus And Thomas. I got furious. Yeah, he's awful. He, he was, awful. He was another dude that didn't really care about anything, anything. that was going on. Yeah. But he went about it, like, a really bad way. Yeah, he was an like, asshole. He was a dickhead. Yeah. The way he went about, like... How he carried himself was awful. Well, which brings me to my next contract. Cubs. This is is a great one, man. Shout out to my mans. Three years and 30 million for Milton Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Yo! Everybody knew. Everybody knew about him. The Cubs still gave him 30 million. (laughs) Animal. Animal. Mental. Did not give a fuck. Mental nutcase. Didn't care. Various run-ins with teammates. Various run-ins with fans. Various run-ins with Umpires. the media. Various run-ins with everyone. It was Milton Bradley against the it, world. It was destined to fail from the second they signed him to that deal. Three years, thirty million dollars. I think he made it a half a year before it went haywire. I think it made. I think he, yeah, it went. Yeah, it went. It went for South fast. Yeah, he he made it a year. I think they cut him in the second year into yeah. if I remember correctly. Yep. But um. Milton Bradley, he was one of those other dudes where I, like you would hold out hope that he'd get it right. But well, yeah, I was always, you know, I was always pulling yeah. for Milton. Shout out Milton Bradley. But this was just a <laughs> it just dude wasn't that, gonna happen. Nothing gonna happen. It just wasn't gonna happen for Milton. <laughs> Thirty million the Cubs gave him. That's great. All right, what's the next one? All right, this one I didn't even know about. Did you know the Bulls gave Brent Berry twenty-seven million over six years? What? No. Yeah. Brent Berry got six years, twenty-seven million. Yeah. When was this? Probably before Tony Parker fucked his wife. <laughs> you had to get that in. Yeah, huh? Shout out Brent Berry for handling it like a G. Shout out to the Spurs organization. Yeah, Brent, Brent Berry, that is that is a known fact. It's a fact. Tony Parker is a wild. Tony wild Parker's kid. a wild boy for that one. Yo, Tony Parker's a wild boy. Hey, for you know that. who's wild? Pop for keeping together the organization after that happened. But no, I did not know the Bulls gave twenty seven million over six years to Brent Berry. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <clears throat> That's crazy. Crazy. All right. Yeah, what's another one? You want to stay with the Bulls? We this this is probably one of the best ones. I don't know if he ever played a regular season game for the Bulls. I think he only played a couple. Eddie Robinson, $32 million over five years. Wow, I forgot E-Rob. about E-Rob. I completely forgot yeah, about they that. They signed him. whole bunch of shit happened. I think he played a few games, and then they essentially banished him and paid him out. Yeah, that's a bad one too. Terrible one. I think I think uh, Felicio is going to be on this list. Oh, Felicio has to be on this list. Four when years, twenty-four, thirty-two million, and he, he came and get on he the floor on this team. He cannot play thirty seconds yeah, on this team. Yeah, and he's like twenty-four years old. Was, I mean, that is going to go down as one of the worst yeah. contracts. That, I wonder what he thought about not going to practice. I wonder what he thought about <laughs> signing that deal. <laughs> he was happy as How shit. How the fuck did this happen? His agent. I wonder like, what his agent thought yeah, about. Like, it. how did this happen? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, man. That's a bad one, too. I got a good one. Yeah. You know what your Bulls tickets paid for? Yeah. They paid for four years and $56 million worth of Adam Dunn. <laughs> yeah. Adam the Dunn. big donkey. <laughs> hey, he would hit like 220 with 35 boppers. Bro, but it was, but it was like 45 boppers. Yeah, 45 boppers. And yeah. it was like... 198. Yeah, 198. <laughs> Bro, I read an article where he said he didn't pick up a bat in the offseason. He didn't give a fuck. He was just hit, he would just swing their bat hated, as hard hated as he base, can. Didn't give a fuck. And as soon as he hit it, it was gone. But was he just gonna, never hit it. Yeah, never hit it. Never hit it. That's all. Yep, 45 boppers. Drew Castillo is on fire in the chat. We got to put Mike Glennon's got to be in there. Oh, yeah, Mike Glennon. But it's only 19 million at the end of the day. Yeah. He only got paid 19. Three years, thirty-five, but he got paid nineteen guaranteed. For yeah. that. that's still a. It was just a bad deal. It was a bad deal. Just a bad deal. Just yeah. a, like a waste of money. He just wasn't good. Yeah, but he had never been good. Yeah, like why? What is? What? What did he do to command? What in his career did he ever do to command a nineteen million dollar guaranteed contract? Nothing. Did he do more than the four years and forty-eight million that the Cubs gave Kosuke Fukudome? <laughs> Hey, Kosuke. <laughs> yeah, we had a half a good year. Then he get statistically worse in every single month that he was in <laughs> baseball. <laughs> let's let's go back to Fuki Kosuke, no. right? <laughs> he came from the Yankees. No, right? I think he came from Who, I'm, I'm, Japan. No, I'm tripping. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. Who am I thinking <laughs> of that was on the Yankees? Beijing Yankees. Who am I thinking of that was on the Yankees? The other Asian cat. Hideko Matsui. Hideko Matsui. Yeah, 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 I just confused uh, Fukudome with Matsui. But that's, that's, that's bogus, bro. Kosuke was a bad sign because he had promised, though. He was supposed yeah. to be that guy I mean, obviously, when he came yeah. over. And there was a couple games that – there was a couple instances and stretches he was, during he was that good for where a he while. played good ball, right? And everybody had the headbands. Remember yeah, the Fukudome the people headphones? People had Fukudome headbands, jerseys, bro. Which was low-key super racist. The Cubs got a Japanese dude and everybody gets samurai headbands. You think that's racist? That shit was racist as fuck. But it was like, it was just showing love, though. That'd be like if the Hawks signed a black dude and everybody you got afros. Everybody got an afro, and you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like some cocoa butter. Yeah, some cocoa butter, like, yeah. Yeah. We love Jamal. Yeah, that might have been a little. In this climate. <laughs> yeah, in this climate. In this yeah. current climate. I don't know. That might have been a little. Everybody sus. got some Yeezys, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man. Shout out all those. You know what, though? Shout out all those people for getting their money. Yeah. Jalen Rose said it best. If somebody's willing to pay you, you're worth it. No doubt. If you if you, if you can get someone after hey. all the people <laughs> that these contracts have to go through, <laughs> yeah. if it can get cleared and you can get that piece of paper in front of it, all you got to do is it. sign and your money's guaranteed. 100%. I will say this. All the deals we named are all in baseball and football for the most – basketball and baseball for the most part. Yeah. So that's guaranteed cash. If you can get that in front of you, bro, congrats, man. Yeah, oh yeah. If you get it in football, three years, thirty million is really like one year, eight hundred thousand. Right, exactly. So, so like, yeah. Matter, right? yeah. My boy Jay, Sports and Shoes TV, is Hayward considered a bad deal? Gordon oh, Hayward? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Jason Hayward for the Cubs. I don't think so yet. No, he's still living off that World Series speech. Yeah, he's li- yeah he he won the World Series. He plays incredible defense, and he he batted like. 270 something last year, I believe. Yeah. He he had a good year last year. Yeah, I think he yeah. Shout I think, out Jay Head. Yeah, he's just he does yeah, yeah. Offensively, he's not like, you know, I don't think where they want him to be, but yeah, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, it's um, not it's not a bad deal. You know what deal is gonna go down as being a bad deal? Yeah. Not non Chicago deal. Yeah. This Kirk Cousins eighty four million. Yeah. 
Kirk, Kirk was looking real shaky last night. Super, he's, he's been looking shaky. He's been looking shaky. He's shaky as fuck. Let's talk about some other contracts that we think are going to be trash. That's in the wrong contracts. All right. Yeah, that Kirk Cousins, he might have fleeced him. Yep. Gordon Hayward, since we brought up Hayward. Gordon Hayward might have. He looks bad. He looks bad, bro. He we looks talk, very bad. We talked about that for a second, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, He looks sus, bro. Yeah. Like, he doesn't trust his ankle yet. No. And he doesn't know. He's not the man, man, man like he was yeah. in Utah. No, he's, not even, he's like the third or fourth man. So, like, they're trying to. He, he's behind <laughs> Tatum and those guys. Yeah. And they're, they're, like, trying to force him into being. And I think Stevens feels like, like he has to play him. Yeah. But you don't have to. You got Jason Tatum. So, yeah. You got to play him, though, because he's making all that cash. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. True. And that's a simple conversation with him and Danny Ainge. Like, yeah. Yeah, this, try to get this guy going. You got you to you get him going because you're paying him. No doubt. What other bad contracts do we got out there? Man, there's so many. The, the NBA is littered with them. We could go oh, on yeah. for, for, for hours. You know what I was reading uh, <laughs> the other day? Do you, you ever hear about that Landry Field situation? Uh-uh. When pretty much the Knicks were try- or the uh, the Raptors were trying to sign Steve Nash, right? Yeah. So they wanted to tie up the Knicks cap because the Knicks were also trying to sign Steve Nash. So they ended up offering Landry Fields like a three-year, $30 million restricted free agency contract. Think that the Knicks would match it and tie up their cap room. And then the Knicks didn't end up matching it. And Landry Fields got $30 million and ended up playing like 30 games for the Raptors. I didn't. I don't even remember that. But yeah, that's great. That shout out, about shout right. out Landry Fields. My guy Jay also just mentioned the Joe Kim Noah deal. That's one of the worst deals in NBA history. That is by far one of the worst. Him and Luol Deng both got terrible him deals in the Dang, same offseason. Him and Luol Deng. Jan Mahinmi is making $18 yeah, million I mean, dollars a year. That, that takes – you know what those deals for Dang and Noah did, though? Took all the all the guilt off of Thibodeau's heart for running them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to feel bad about that anymore. I think he got everything he could out of them, and they got major deals after that. Yeah. So he doesn't feel bad. I hope and I hope he does it. No, you nothing wrong with that. Anybody else got any good deals? No, no. That that was the last one. The Noah deal is one of the worst ones. The that, Noah deal is by that far NBA, one of the worst deals. That NBA little section was. Delhi got like twelve, thirteen million a year. Delhi got fifty million dollars. Yeah. He was he's one of the worst players yeah. in the league. Yeah. Um a lot of a lot of players that have no business getting any money. A good man if they're gonna if if, if they're gonna pay you, if you're worth it. Pay you, you're worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean. Um that's it for us, man. You got anything else where you want to get out of here before we get out of here? That's all I got, man. Bears, Packers, let's get it going. Stay locked on this bull situation. Obviously, that's gonna be a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's another one of those things where just <laughs> I know you're upset because I'm upset about you know what I'm saying? Our basketball franchise being in shambles, but it's business as usual, baby. Yo, it's business as usual, and it's that same thing about you know how when people in politics complain but didn't vote for the president, like it's the same thing for me now with the Bulls. If you're going to the games all the time and you're spending all your money at at the United Center, I don't want to hear you complain. Stop going to the games. Period. Point blank. That's it. Let's just hope this all ends in Zion. Hopefully, can Zion play next to? Uh... What is Zion in the NBA? Uh, I don't mean to drag this on. No, we can. Um, is he a three? Is he a four? He's an absolute Ben Simmons that plays the four. No, I mean, Ben. Can he in play? other words, he's just going to the rack. So can, he play, <laughs> can he play with Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter? I don't know, man. I, he can't really know. shoot, right? From what I've seen, no. <laughs> I don't think he can shoot at all, right? <laughs> he doesn't need to shoot. From what I've seen? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can shoot. No. Yeah. So... 
But yeah, man, that's it. I'm gonna do a podcast with Pops coming up here in a couple days. He wants to get on the mic. He said he got some oh, thoughts. Man, he's, got some, he's gonna talk so about LeBron gonna do, for two hours. <laughs> if you don't know about Pops, you're in for a treat. If you haven't heard one of those, we're gonna do a little rant with both me and Big Little. So I'm excited about that. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the page. Go drop a five-star review on Spotify. I don't even know if you can do reviews on Spotify, but iTunes, drop drop the five-star. Give us some love. Tell your homies. Tell your friends. For Big Nick the Quick, I am Sean Little. No catch-up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. Yo, merch is coming together soon. <laughs>